0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
1: Uh, Cowboys will be on the clock today. They will select uh, with the 58th pick uh 27th in the second round so uh they've got uh got a ways to go the pittsburgh steelers are on the clock then the arizona cardinals then the detroit lions then the indianapolis colts uh all uh, all coming up um later on tonight as uh, they'll pick rounds two and three uh tonight all right uh jamie we've got red raider baseball huge 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 series tonight uh, for texas tech as the uh 14th ranked team in the country takes on the Kansas State Wildcats. It's a it's a good team, obviously. Uh K-State's 9 and 6. Uh Red Raiders are 8 and 7 in conference play. What stands out about them to you?
2: Well, I guess you know, similar to everybody else. Kind of the up and down nature. It's a it's a team that's, you know, that played well at times and then a team that's that's looked pretty you know pretty average or just not very good at times but i mean we've i mean quite honestly seen the red raiders like that for stretches as well but you know in in big 12 play i mean it was it, it was surprising i guess that you know they 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 sweep a series against oklahoma um you know they play west virginia lose two of 3 uh, against texas it felt like they could have won all three of those games and so i i think they've you know they've they've surprised me at times with how good they are but there's there's been those hiccups as well but i i mean i look at the team and i i think solid i don't think spectacular or anything like that i think they have solid starting pitching i think offensively they have a bunch of different guys that are that are good but nobody just blows you away but um, I think I think it's probably one of the best teams that Kansas State's had in a long time. Currently, they're listed as, you know, by D1 Baseball as one of the first five out from the NCAA tournament. So this is a, a team that's right there on the doorstep, and I, I think it's it's they're going to give you a big challenge. And then you just look at the fact that for whatever reason, I mean, in the Tim Tadlock era, you've just dominated Kansas State at home. As a matter of fact, Tadlock has never lost a game to Kansas State at home. He's twelve and zero. All right, but here in Manhattan, the Red Raiders in the Tadlock era are just seven and eight, which clearly that's a huge, massive difference. And so it's just one of those places that it's it's always been a struggle for the Red Raiders.
1: That's really amazing. I mean I that they've never lost at home to K State under Coach Tadlock. That is what's a that's, four sweeps. That's a pretty incredible little tidbit there. Uh K State twenty six and sixteen overall, like I said, nine and six in the Big Twelve. They're Thirteen and five at home. Uh, Tech will go with Mason Molina tonight. Four and two and a three point nine six earned run average. Coming off his his best and the team's best pitching performance last week. Well, you you hope you get a little bit more of Mason Molina tonight like you did last weekend, Jamie.
2: Man, you're absolutely right, Chuck. There's there's no doubt about it. I mean, if you're if you're getting that the rest of the season, you're feeling. You know, really good about your chances to, you know, finish near the top of the Big Twelve standings.
1: So they're going to go with is it Owen Borrema? Is that uh, is that correct or?
2: Yeah, I'm not. I haven't dove into their game notes for the pronunciation. Yet, okay, but, but he,
1: pretty close. He's five and one with a 4.37 earned run average. He yeah, is a left hander yeah, as well.
2: Yeah, a senior, a fifth year guy that pitched at Division three for the first four years. He's come to Kansas State this year, and um, he's really helped them
1: does this team uh they affected at all by the lefty righty thing i mean is there does that mess with does that mess does there is substantial difference in terms of their production versus a left-hander versus as opposed to a right-hander
2: um and i just think it kind of depends on the day um you have plenty of lefties in your lineup but it seems like they they've hand, they've done a good job handling left-handed pitching too don't so. really seem to be I, I affected I by that yeah, no. I mean, it might change the lineup where put Coach Tadlock puts guys, or you know, at times who has been in the DH spot or whatever. But I, I don't. Right now, I don't think it changes much.
1: See, I was, I was going to go right, right there to that. Is if they, if you saw any kind of uh, change in the lineup, um, either in the field or in the in the batting order tonight?
2: No, I think you. I mean, I guess the – I mean, the one slight question you would have is you know the right field position and I don't think it's a question but the right field position where Zach Vuletic has been one of your hottest hitters he's a right-handed hitter freshman Gage Harrelson play is going to be playing there when when it's not Vuletic and Harrelson hits from the left side of the play but I man I I just I don't think you take Gage out of the lineup so I I think that um I don't think there's a change there and unless you wanted to Put Lulatic in for Coleman but at the DH spot, but those are both right-handed hitters. But, I mean, Ty's swinging it pretty well right now, too. So I I don't think that we'll see change.
1: We'll have uh, Texas Tech and Kansas State on tonight at 5.30 with uh, first pitch at 6 o'clock. Tomorrow is a 3.30 broadcast time with first pitch at 4.00. And then Sunday afternoon, it's 12.30 and 1.00. How's your weather? Is uh, Is it decent for the weekend?
2: It's funny. When I first got up this morning, the phone said it was supposed to rain from six to about two. I looked at it again about twenty minutes later, <laughs> at six a.m. to two p.m. I looked at it again at about twenty minutes later, and it said there was a thirty percent chance at noon, and that was it. <laughs> so, okay. looks like the weather is moving out. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a little chilly. I don't think it's even supposed to get into the sixties today, but tomorrow is supposed to be in the seventies.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see, as far as, um, the other teams, uh, in the big 12 this weekend, you have, uh, what's today? Today is the 28th. All right. So you have, uh, Kansas uh, playing at Oklahoma and uh, Oklahoma state's playing Michigan. They're the team that's not playing in the big 12 this weekend, Texas and TCU and then West Virginia and Baylor. So, uh, you know, some really good series, uh, this weekend, Jamie, good matchups.
2: Yeah, this one and the Texas TCU, yeah, that's that's a that's a big one because both of those teams are, you know, still in the mix as far as competing for a Big 12 championship. So, uh, boy, TCU after getting thumped last weekend uh, at West Virginia and then Texas getting thumped at home against Oklahoma, you know, those are two teams that are trying to get back, back going in the right direction.
1: <clears throat> well, and you wouldn't be disappointed if uh, Baylor kind of helped out with you know, the West Virginia cause a little bit. I mean, Baylor's at the bottom of the conference at six and 12. They in Kansas on, on those last two spots and West Virginia right now at eight and four. I mean, they could, they could stand to take a couple of losses this weekend, Jamie in Waco. Maybe unlikely. I
2: wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if they took all three of them.
1: (laughs) That's probably, that's probably asking for a little bit, uh, a little bit too much. Um, one of our uh, fellow meteorologists on the Yates Flooring Center chat line says weather forecast tonight from Manhattan Kansas winds at 25 to 30 miles per hour and a low of 39 mm. that's chilly yeah did you bring your skivvies you know your your long johns no extra <laughs> pair good. of don't worry. yeah I'm sure you won't be Yeah, <laughs> Jamie I don't want the answer to that question uh, I,
3: I, I, I think I speak for most of our listening audience when we don't want the answer to that question
1: yeah I'm <laughs> sure that James
3: Jamie will be he'll be well warmed the fact that Chuck is fascinated by underwear is, is fine <laughs> and I' support him in his choices but he does not have to inflict his choices
2: just on the rest sure, of
1: just making okay. sure he's fully I, fully prepared we didn't know if we unlike, need to stand up you, a,
2: unlike you Jeff I do not support Chuck in his choices
1: <laughs> <laughs> his choices 639 this morning here on the Morning drive. So um, you, get, you get a good vibe uh, from this baseball team uh, over the last few hours, the last 12, 15 hours that you've been around them?
0: Uh,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't – I think they're fine. They're good.
0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: It is April the 28th. It's the last Friday of April with this day in sports history. Here is Jeff McGuire. 1956 is where
3: we shall start, mm-hmm. because Cincinnati Reds outfielder Frank Robinson hits his very first of his 586 career home runs. 1961, Milwaukee Braves future Hall of Fame pitcher uh, Warren Spahn throws his second career no-hitter at 41. He beats the Giants one to nothing at County Stadium. 1966, in the 20th NBA championship, Boston Celtics beat the LA Lakers four games to three. 1985, Fernando Valenzuela sets a record of 41 scoreless innings to start a season.
1: Mm. It's
3: a good start. (laughs) It's a good start, yes. And in 2003... Andre Agassi recaptures the world number one ranking to become the oldest top-ranked male in history of the ATP rankings, 33 years, 13 days. I
1: don't know if you saw this story. Brooke Shields was talking about her life with Andre Agassi, and apparently he saw her on a Friends episode and didn't like kind of how it was going down and got so mad he, like, broke all of his tennis trophies. And then she trying to be the thoughtful wife, tried to figure out a way to get them replicated and all put back together again. That was nice of her. (laughs) It was nice of her. That didn't, that marriage did not end well, but it it ended. But you know, it's like, Hey dude, it's just a, it's just a TV show. Don't get upset.
3: (laughs) This is just a radio show. We shouldn't get upset here either, but we do from time to time. (laughs) It is national blueberry pie day uh
1: I'm out I'm out on the blueberry pie I don't think I've ever had one I like a blueberry donut I like uh maybe some blueberry cobbler but just a, a blueberry pie they used to do that on the Andy Griffith show Aunt B would make a blueberry pie I think quite a bit but I'm just I'm, I'm I'm out
2: besides the blueberry
3: muffin I don't
1: really do a whole lot of blueberry yeah I'm, I'm, I can I can get behind that too
3: Happy birthday to Jessica Alba, who's 42, <clears throat> who's forty-two. Penelope Cruz, forty-nine. Jay Leno, seventy-three. Anne Margaret, eighty-two. Demarcus Lawrence, thirty-one. Barry Larkin, fifty-nine. And David Fries is forty today. And on this day in seventeen eighty-nine, mm-hmm. three weeks into their journey into the uh, to the West Indies, the HMS Bounty is seized in a mutiny led by uh, Fletcher Christian, the, mas- the master's mate. Captain William Bly and th- 18 of his loyal supporters were set adrift on a small open boat and the bounty set course for south of Tahiti. And that is the State Sports History.
1: All right, the State Sports History, 648 this morning. Here on the morning drive, thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line, go to double T973.com for that or the mobile app. I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, Dick Groth, the former Pittsburgh Pirate, who is a college baseball hall of famer and was inducted right here in Lubbock, Texas uh, a number of years ago, passed away. He was a terrific <clears throat> infielder for the Pirates, part of their uh, world championship team in 1960. And, um, you know, he was a guy who's, uh, whose daughter uh, was married to one of the sons of Bill Foster, who was uh, the only other coach at Duke. To take a team from the Blue Devils, in fact, the first Blue Devil team to a Final Four, and when he was inducted, uh, Bill Foster came to Lubbock and uh, and watched as uh, as Dick Grote got inducted. So I thought that was pretty cool because sometimes you know in-laws, you know, they don't always they don't always mix well, right? Sometimes like oh, sure. you know, her side and your side, like you don't have commonalities, or you know, you might have the occasional, you know event where you've got the grandkids involved or whatnot but i thought that was pretty cool that the bill foster came in and supported dick groat he sat on my row and i was i looked down there and i'm like that's bill foster what in the world is he doing here and so i went down and talked to him and uh at that point in time billy gillespie was either still in town he was the head coach i think he was still the head coach uh for texas tech and um anyway we, we had a little conversation about that and he asked me about billy and i was Tell him how to get a hold of him, and he, I said he's got the same number. If you've got a coach, he's he's like I think I do have that. I said so anyway. So I don't know if they ever connected or not, but I thought that was kind of a, an oddity. Uh, another observation from yesterday, Jamie. I had to. Um, I didn't have to. I I wanted to. I wanted to go hear the young phenom sing last night. Uh, you know, end of the, end of school stuff that's going on. So I left just a little bit early. I did not realize the number of people that worked downtown that leave their offices like at five ten or five o'clock. The traffic going out of this place at five ten in the afternoon is uh it's stunning. And on the uh on the Marsha Sharp and the flyover and you can imagine my patience just didn't it didn't work for that. So I I found a number of different ways to, to cut through here, cut through there, take a shortcut there, go through a parking lot here and i made it in time but it was like man man there's a lot of people down here
3: chuck i know you're not huge into song title and artists, mm-hmm. but really this is one you should have remembered great song from a phenomenal singer dolly parton yeah you might nine have heard five. it called nine to five <laughs> did you think she was making those numbers up no air? i just
1: didn't i just didn't i just didn't know that there, there were that many people down here i mean I mean, I see people down here, you know, see traffic, but I mean, they were, they were pouring out of downtown like the rats off a sinking ship last night. I just, they all
3: got off after working nine to five.
1: No, I get it. I just didn't think there were that many people down here. They don't want to stay at work anymore. I just didn't think that there were that many. It's not like we're littered with skyscrapers down here. I mean, you got the citizen tower and a couple of other different places. I just didn't, didn't think there were that many folks that were down here, Jamie.
2: Yeah, I would just tell you Chuck, there's like a couple hours in the day, like the 7 to 8 a.m. when people are driving mm-hmm. to work, taking the kids to school and all that, right. the traffic's usually busier then. Right. And I think I would tell you 5 to 6 when people get off of work. That's usually when it's busier as well. I guess that's something that you hadn't noticed before, but that's usually when <laughs> the traffic is heaviest.
1: The the 5 the 5:45 to 6 crowd is not very it's not very heavy cuz that's that's about the time I usually leave. Is about you know five forty-five, six o'clock. That crowd, that it's already dissipated by then. But I was like, man, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there were end of school stuff going on. You know, maybe that was going on all across the city, and it was just a bit of an anomaly. But boy, it we could have no. u- we could <laughs> we could have used no. we could have used a traffic copter last night.
2: It's very simple, Chuck. People get off of work at 5, and they don't stand around and talk. They go home. I didn't... They, no. they get in their cars, and they drive home. The
1: workday here uh, ends at 5.30 for the for the rank and file. Yeah.
2: Okay, well, just because it's us doesn't mean it's everybody.
1: I know, but I mean, it's the like... The
2: majority of people in the world leave get off of work at 5 o'clock.
1: I have noticed down here, and maybe I'll make a plea to on highest. I have noticed that the world does have a tendency to shut down a little bit earlier downtown than it did in Southwest Lubbock, you know, the 98th, the 98th street folks seem to push it to five thirty a little bit more than the, than the downtowners. So maybe we should kind of be more like them be more like the, our fellow downtowners embrace the, the five o'clock dismissal.
2: Doesn't, doesn't on highest, as you call him, allow us to come in 30 minutes later than everybody else.
1: Yeah, but I, I think you push it up to push so it up to eight. That's why that's why people are mm-hmm.
2: stay in our building thirty minutes later.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it makes a whole lot of sense.
1: It's, yeah, uh, it's co- simple. College Station Red Raider says, "Good one, Jeff." Six fifty four this morning here on the morning drive. Somebody says I they think I need coffee. I've had I've had some. Maybe I just haven't had quite enough this morning yet. But I'll. I'll get juiced up here. If I, I feel, I feel really good. I mean, I'm, you know, it's the end of the week. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Probably like everybody else, you know, just don't have don't have this big, huge, long agenda for the weekend. I got some things I'd like to get done, but nothing, nothing that's just like mind numbingly, um, you know, long or anything like that. Tedious. Nothing tedious. I don't think.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, a chance
1: to crack the code and potentially win $1,000 is Monday morning at 7.15. To uh, get signed up and put a guess in, go to DoubleT 97.3.com and click on Crack the Code. It's uh, presented by Double ninety 97.3 and the Home Zone. Where they make your house a home. So here's the way this works: is you put in a code, potentially uh, get an opportunity to be live on the air with Jamie Lint on Monday morning at this very time. Give your uh, your pick, your uh, your your selection, and if you crack the code, then we'll cut you a check for a thousand dollars, almost right on the spot. All right. And uh, it's good. You can take it to the bank, cash it, and do whatever it is that you want to do with it. You can invest it. You can gamble it. You can take everybody out for cocktails. You can go, you know, put money down on whatever you want. And um, you can crack the code. And then on June the 1st, somebody's going to have a chance to win $5,000. So your uh, opportunity to crack the code is uh, right now. Just go to dot 973com and you could win Thousand dollars as soon as Monday morning, right, Jamie?
2: That's correct.
1: Okay, so be yeah. looking, be looking uh, for that. Uh, I don't know that I, I, I don't. I, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I don't, I don't believe in this. But this is from Todd. He says, I strongly believe that ESPN hates Texas Tech, and it started with the leach incident with Adam James. Good God, ESPN has no love for Texas Tech, and that feeling is mutual. Uh, Red Raider two Gun said they mentioned every transfer last night.
2: Yeah. I I just felt like it got mentioned a bunch Okay, mentioned a bunch. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and again, it was in the way that they were using it. It was almost as if like him being from Texas tech wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I know we're all shocked that a Texas Tech player was taken in the top ten, but the, but that, that's it's this is not shocking. He's actually started his career at A and M. You know, like the Aggies were nice enough to lend him to us. I mean, again, <laughs> he left there after doing nothing there. Mm-hmm. He came to us and turned into a great player. Okay, A yeah. and M doesn't even factor in, in my opinion. Yeah, except for except for okay, let's give him a legitimacy and like he's a young man that learns from his mistakes.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he cited Coach Deruder as as a guy that you know helped him develop and and become a better football player and all all those all those kinds of things. So, um, I mean, he's he's been very complimentary uh, for the Red Raiders. I mean, and obviously showed his love for the school by having a double T on the inside of his. Of his jacket. I mean that that appears to be a jacket, probably a suit. Maybe you can only wear once, but when you when you have that kind of money coming in, you can probably you can probably th- afford to have a, a bit of a throwaway. The suit game last night was was really good, and the the tie game was really good. There were some that I that I wouldn't wear. There's some that I would. the uh, The Alabama guys wearing the all whites. Man, that was <clears throat> you got to really. You got to have really sheer hands if you're going to wear all white and you're you're around stuff where there's going to be finger food or chicken wings or, you know, queso or stuff like that. (laughs) Because one one little drop, man, you are you're looking like a, a guy that can't handle your food.
2: Yeah, I think the thing that, that cracked me up about Alabama was that Saban was there in the green room or whatever you want to call it and he just looked bored out of his mind. Like, I have to do this again. Like he longs for the year when Alabama does not have a first round pick, so he has to go to this thing.
1: <laughs> you know, he could he could fix that by by, by quitting. <laughs> or just not having
2: first round picks
1: yeah right yeah.
2: <laughs> he just looks so bored like that is so exhausting for him yeah and and you, you notice like the players didn't even like hug him before they went
1: <laughs> yeah he's
2: just there
1: uh you'll you'll love this so uh the uh, kansas city star did a story on the suit game last night uh in the uh the red carpet event and right. the, the first guy shown is tyree wilson
2: well, his was definitely the the loudest. Yeah. yeah. I am I'm, I'm not into the analysis of the suits or whatever but his was definitely his was definitely loud. It's definitely something that um I mean I think your average joe can't pull off going to work with or anything. No. But I think it was per- I would think it was perfect for the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. I loved that it. it had the double T on the inside. I thought mm-hmm. that was obviously phenomenal but mm-hmm. um yeah, I just I, I, I don't I don't think Chuck Hines, Jamie Lynn, Jeff McGuire are pulling that off. I think it takes um uh, I think it takes a guy like Tyree in that moment to
1: pull that thing off. Oh, uh, I think, I think I could wear that suit. I think, I could, think. I, think <laughs> I could I think I could I think I could pull that off. I mean I okay. I have my, my okay. Christmas my Christmas suit, you know, is 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 loud. You know, I've not been I really like the, the one that Brian Branch wore. Uh, he's a defensive back from uh, Alabama, double-breasted uh, white suit with a, a black curdle- turtleneck. Hey, that looked that looked really sharp. Um, there was a, a suit worn by Jordan Addison, a wide receiver from USC, all pink. That was good. That's a that was a good looking suit. Um, so anyway, there's there's a number of them. Uh, the one that the one that looked the most pedestrian was Will Levis. I mean, his looked like a guy that was going to the courthouse or a bank or even coming to work here uh, alongside me. It was very, very pedestrian. His suit, his suit game was, was not good. So there you go. That's the, that's the suit game breakdown. Um, somebody says this. Of course you do, Chuck. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: I love your I love your
1: confidence, man. As someone who's seen Chuck in his Christmas suit, I can confirm that it, it is loud. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's it. It is. So there you go. I I don't know. I think that uh, Tyree Wilson's going to have a uh, hopefully he'll have a, a long successful career, and at some point in time he'll he'll get traded from the Vegas Raiders to to another team, <laughs> where he'll where he'll the Denver Broncos where he'll prosper. Um, I, I'd be I'd be fine with the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> Why does somebody else? Uh, somebody says this. I mean, all his highlights that were shown were from Texas Tech. Yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. No,
2: that's because that, he didn't have any from a Right,
1: right. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, I, I'm probably uber, uh, uh, I mean overly sensitive to it. I I agree. It just was like right off the bat, they kept yeah. mentioning it, yeah. and it was again. I I you know. Again, probably overly sensitive. I was like, but you know, it, it just again, if a guy is like, if, if let's say he was in the SEC and he was dominating the SEC, but then he transferred to tech and then he dominated in the Big 12, too, that would make sense to me. Okay. That mm-hmm. you mentioned that he was there in the SEC and played really well. He did nothing at AM. Okay. He did nothing at AM. It, it was all about what he did at Texas Tech. I mean, nothing at A&M got him drafted where he got drafted. So it felt like that doesn't need to be mentioned. Yeah, I mean, that, it, I mean, barely played there. Doesn't even need to be brought up. Everything was about this. And again, I just felt like they were trying to add legitimacy to him to say, well, he played for Texas A and M first, you know. And I just didn't feel like that was necessary.
1: Yeah, and with as many guys that are in the transfer portal anymore, anyway, um, you know, trying to discern something from along those lines seems to seems to be a bit of a bit of a stretch so um there you go so uh if you have a thought or a comment on the um on the draft and you want to hit us up you can seven go to the eighth flooring center chat line or the visual edge it hotline uh bullfighters wants to know if tyree could hook him up with a suit like that when he goes to fight for the senior professional rodeo next month yeah
2: imagine he imagine he
1: could yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh somebody says this if you wear a traditional suit you have a strong suit game. okay well I, okay mm. uh, I'm
2: just a I'm just a person. it doesn't matter what the suit is. I'm not gonna look good in a suit ever really I am not a suit guy. I just I don't look good. I don't have you gotta have broad shoulders mm-hmm. to look good in a suit. you got to be able to fill it out in the right spots and not in the belly okay. okay? You got to have broad shoulders. You got to have big, I, I mean, and that's just not me. I, I think I look terrible in them. Okay. And I'm so glad I don't have to wear them.
1: Okay. <laughs> 7.24 this morning here on the morning drive. Take uh...
2: I, also, I also think usually if you're short, you don't look good in suits. I think tall, broad-shouldered guys look good in suits.
1: Okay. Well, I got broad shoulders, but I'm short. But I feel like. <clears throat> I feel like I look good in a suit.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the morning drive podcast from double T 97 three presented by Cantex roofing and construction. Jamie's question of the day on double T 97 three is presented by bizarre solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit.
1: All right. Your final stab at this uh,
0: for the week, Jamie.
2: All right. I hope we don't all have the same answer here. Um, but I think this is a bit of a difficult question. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. My question today is who is going to be the next quote-unquote high draft pick Mm. that's currently on the Texas Tech campus? Mm. High draft pick. Okay. I say quote-unquote because high in the NFL would be top three rounds. Okay. I would say high in the NBA is just the first round. High in college baseball would be probably the top five rounds. Who's the next one?
1: Who is the next one? Because man, you've had some. I. You know what? I mean it. It, it might be the guy that uh, is a is a transfer who has not yet played a down yet. Uh, for the Red Raiders, but a guy that they're really high on, and that's Steve Linton, uh, the outside linebacker. Um, he is uh, a transfer from Syracuse. He's uh, listed as a defensive lineman for the most part. Uh, 45 tackles, 8.5 for loss, 4.5 sacks. Um, this this from the Texas Tech um, website, from their roster description of him, consider to be an ideal fit as a pass rusher in Tim DeRuiter's defensive scheme. I mean, and when you look at guys that he's had, that has been, been like that, you know, and I'm not saying he's the next Von Miller or cave on uh, Thibodeau or Tyree Wilson, but maybe he's, maybe he's a guy. So I'll
2: be cool. It'd be cool if he was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because that yeah. would, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. I'll, uh, I'll say him because I don't think you guys are going to say him.
2: Okay. No, I definitely wasn't going to say him.
3: I wasn't going to say him, but I was thinking about one of the transfers uh, for tech football, but I'm going to go a different way. It's a transfer who's already on campus and doing things for you and doing them very well. And we've already asked the question whether he is draft eligible this year and he's not. Thank you that he is coming back for at least another couple of years. I think uh, Gavin cash, I think is the answer to this question.
1: Is he going to play football?
3: Doesn't have to be football. Now, he said the next high draft between football, basketball, baseball.
2: <laughs> I mean, did you hear the part where I said football, that's first three rounds, basketball, that's one round, no, baseball, that's I didn't. five rounds?
1: I didn't. I'll be honest with you, I didn't. <laughs> I just heard football. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's complete error on me. Gosh. Hello, my name is Chuck. I don't uh, listen. I feel
2: so bad for the lucky lady
1: sometimes. You should. Um, she feels bad for herself, too. I,
2: I thought I thought we would get a lot of Tyler Shuck here.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, if he has a
3: phenomenal season this year, I could see it. But he's got to have that first. He's got to stay healthy. Right? Yeah.
2: I remember we heard the reports, you know, after he came here or heading into last year that, you know, could be the first quarterback taken in the draft and he's got all the measurables, all the tools, all, all of the above and you know, people had him extremely high on their board and then and then he got hurt. Um I I don't think Tyler Shuck is going to be as I coined top 3 rounds in the NFL being a high draft pick. I think he gets drafted I just don't think he's top three rounds.
1: Yeah, so I, don't, I, I don't either. I
2: I think he comes up sh- a little bit short in that category. I mean, and if you're a fourth or fifth rounder in the NFL draft, that's still pretty spectacular. And if Tyler Shuck ends up as a fourth rounder this year, he probably had a really good season. We're probably all really thrilled with the year he mm-hmm. had. That would be my guess. Um, I, I think I'm going with Jeff. I, I think uh, I I think Gavin Cash will probably be. Top five round pick if he continues to have a solid season this year and does similar things next year, um, I think the sky's the limit for this guy, and and I think he absolutely could be in a top five rounder in the MLB draft next season. So that was the guy that that I was thinking about uh, as well. I'm I'm trying to think on the on the football side of things if there was anybody else that really jumped out to me. Um, I, I just don't think. You know your your defensive tackles that you're really impressed with and you really really love. I, I just don't think those guys are pass rushers and dominators enough to get taken that high. I mm-hmm. think they'll both have a chance to play at the next level, both probably be drafted, but but probably not you know that high. So I wouldn't have I wouldn't have chosen them. I don't I don't know who else um, who who I look at and think that they have a chance.
1: What about Lois Fungy? If he had a big year.
2: Well, he's just got to do a lot more. Yeah. Right. He can't he hasn't been able to stay healthy and mm-hmm. stand no. in the field and make, make many big plays for you. But he definitely has the potential. He definitely does. So yeah. that, that would be a fun guy to mention. But um, I don't know that he's there right now.
1: You know, and I don't usually you don't see punters go this high. But, you know, Austin McNamara will be a guy that probably will be um, be drafted. But you don't usually see those guys go in the in the top three. Uh, You did have a couple of running backs go. Uh, Have you
2: ever seen a punter drafted in the first three rounds? Has that ever happened?
1: Uh, Oakland Raiders did it,
3: I want to say, 10 years ago. uh, And he was actually the punter on the team that went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's happened. He was the highest punter ever taken. Uh, Who was
2: was it? uh, Was it the kid from A&M?
3: Give me 45 seconds. Hang on.
2: Okay.
1: I want to say Ray Guy... Way way back in the day, for the Raiders was uh, I know that was drafted pretty I know, high.
2: I know they took Sebastian Sebastian Janikowski pretty high mm-hmm. as a kicker, but that's a kicker, not a punter.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: But Ray Guy was, I mean, obviously a stud. So if it seems like if it, yeah. yeah, Shane Leckler, Shane Leckler was the Aggie that I was thinking of. Was he drafted that high?
1: Yeah, Ray Guy was the first punter ever to be selected in the first round. The Raiders selected him with the twenty third pick of the seventy three draft. And I'm
3: and thinking of that kicker in two thousand that they took with the seventeenth pick. Sebastian uh, Janikowski. Yes, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. He was not yeah. a punter, he's a kicker.
2: My apologies. where was where was Leckler drafted, I wonder.
1: Um let's see here. Um I'm sorry, what was your question again? What where was Leckler? What
2: he was taken in the fifth round. Fifth round Leckler
1: was. Okay. Yeah. So he, I, I wouldn't call that a high draft pick. Yeah, um, I, I the, to me, I had the same thought. You know, w- with regard to Tyler Shuck, and I know it's not fair to say this, but you know, when he does get drafted, they'll probably show the spring game of him having two balls batted down at the line of scrimmage and intercepted. Um, and somebody, somebody asked this question: having two balls batted at the line of scrimmage in the spring being an indication of the quarterback or the defensive line um i, I yes. just, it's, yeah <laughs> and I it's the spring game I mean first of all the the scheme and the everything that was just you know it's you, you can't look at that even though it's it's hard not to look at that
3: but again uh, the answer to that question
1: is yes, yes that's yeah.
3: your quarterback throwing the ball too low and your defensive line getting their hands up and getting the ball on a play
1: and and an offensive line that's not playing at full speed
2: yeah, well and uh, offensive linemen are, are supposed to create passing lanes too i, I just i'm not I mean, if you see a guy get over and over getting balls batted down, then there's something to think about. But did we see that during the season no. last year when the game we didn't. So no. I'm not worried about that at all. I, I mean you're just you you saw a limited amount of plays in a game where it's not, you know, right. a real game. I just right. don't think you can put that much stock into it. Uh, so I really don't. Again, if you saw him doing that last year during the season when he was quarterback in a bunch, mm. then you would have an issue with it.
0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: This little thing that we, uh, that we do every morning here from 6 until 9. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line and the Visual Edge IT hotline. Jamie, let me run down the, the lineup for today uh, aside from our usual cast of characters. We'll also have Lubbock Cooper softball on the air today at 4 on 100.7, the score. Jamie's in Manhattan. He'll travel over to the baseball stadium today as uh, K-State takes on or plays host to Texas Tech, I should say. 5.30, the broadcast time, 6 o'clock, first pitch. Uh, also, 6 o'clock, first pitch today on Sunny 97.7, Friendship and San Angelo Central. This will come to us from in town today. And then Lubbock Cooper Baseball tonight at 7, followed by the Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay, there you go. Um, so that's the uh, that's, that's the, uh, the lineup today. Uh, here's some things uh, from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Kobe says this, and this is correct. Uh, Jordan Merritt was a high school teammate with uh, Katie Farrell, but that helped us get her. Yes, she was involved in that. Uh Dutch weighs in Jamie he says, Chuck I see tyree got a got in your closet to get that suit to wear last night. Wow you know i I'm gonna take that as a compliment because if uh if I can wear the same size suit as Tyree cut like that, then I'm feeling pretty good about myself if
2: if you could pull that off absolutely I mean, he, <laughs> he looked pretty good yeah
1: uh this uh,
2: i personally don't think i could pull it off but you you were you're different than
1: me so you were just learning this that i'm different than you
2: <laughs> no no i didn't just learn that
1: <laughs> when when did you learn that how how quickly into our little relationship did you did you learn that maybe you and i were not cut from the same bolt of cloth that pretty early on, like the first meeting, first conversation, the initial words, just looking at me and going, "Yeah, this guy's different."
2: Um, one year when I didn't work here, <laughs> I came to town and um, I was um, I was hanging out with my my good friend Chris Level uh-huh. at uh, at uh, what Ga- at the time was Suddenlink Game Day Live, yeah. and he said, "Hey, I want to introduce you to somebody," and he introduced. Uh, Me to you as the general manager of the radio station. Right. And um, it was very clear. You blew me off within about 30 (laughs) seconds.
1: I'm sorry. Very
2: (laughs) unimportant. And uh, and walked away pretty quick, and so yeah, no, it, it, it took about uh, about that thirty seconds. I'm
1: sh- that, uh, I'm sh- I'm sure there was some kind of fire to put out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sure there was somebody more important. Than I'm one of so Chris sorry, Level's friends,
2: for you to chat with. Yeah, and so I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was that moment there. Oh, my feelings were hurt. I mean, you know me. It's not like I was dying to have the conversation either.
1: Right. <laughs> no, I'm sorry that. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was level's fault. Maybe, maybe it was his fault. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably, probably, probably not. It's probably, it's, probably, was, it's all so on me. So that was
2: like, I don't know, like a couple of years before I even worked here. So,
1: yeah, it's a couple of years before, <clears throat> before my wings were clipped, but that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. All, the world is round. Uh, let's see here. Congrats to Tyree. They say we don't play football out here in West Texas, but we keep on putting players in the first round. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you had, you know, Jordan Brooks uh, most recently prior to him. And, you know, he's he joins good company. Dave Parks number one overall in sixty-four. Donnie Anderson, the number seven overall pick in sixty-five. Michael Crabtree, number ten in oh nine. Patrick Mahomes, number ten in twenty seventeen. He'll be able to say to Mahomes, "Hey, I was drafted higher than you, buddy boy." Not many guys can <laughs> say that from a Red Raider standpoint. Um, Not many. Yeah. So, so there you go. So, I mean, it's it's a uh, you know, you're starting to really put some yeah. some draft picks together here for this you know Red Raider football program. Tech has now had some her- other go ahead. Some
2: other sports can, right? Because like Jared Culver was taken before tenth, right? Yeah. Josh, Josh Young was taken before ten.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So some some other athletes on campus
1: can say that as well, right?
2: Can say mm-hmm. that. Um, even um, oh gosh, now I'm forgetting his name. The guy that went to the Sixers and just yeah miserably wasn't he taken in the as a lottery? Pick Zaire from?
1: Smith. Zaire Smith. Thank you.
2: Zaire. Yeah, Zaire. Thank you, Jeff.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he was taken before ten or not. I'd I'd have I'd have to I'd have to go back and look at that. Uh, let's see here. Red Raider two guns. Y'all complain about players not staying and staying too long. Sounds like an argument with my wife. Is she complaining because you're staying around too much? <laughs> Just saying. I uh, yeah. wonder when people started drink using... your coffee. I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: Drink your coffee. Yeah. <laughs> drink your coffee.
1: <laughs> looks. looks you are like clearly was
3: taken un- with the 16th pick. Yeah. You're clearly uncaffeinated, and you need a cup of coffee. Kind of like your Snickers bar.
1: There you go.
3: Are you Chuck Hines now? Yeah, I'm getting there. Okay. I don't care for Snickers. Be nice to our listeners. I don't
1: care for Snickers.
3: That's why I had you drink coffee and not Uh, eat a Snickers bar. I'd rather have a
1: Three Musketeer or a a Butterfinger. Or a Crackle. Either one of those three.
3: Again, that's why I had you drink the coffee and not eat a Snickers bar.
1: Uh, Let's see this. I wonder when people started using pretty as a unit of measure, as in we're pretty close or I'm pretty sure. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that got started. I don't
1: either. I don't either.
2: i, f- I figured you would have known the backstory, a little <laughs> tidbit you <laughs> shared on the morning drive or Lady Raider broadcast, or better yet, as a conversation starter.
1: You know, I don't. I, I don't have any conversation starters for this weekend. I have to, I have to do a little research. Um, uh, Kobe uh, Zaire Smith was uh, number sixteen.
0: Okay. Yeah
1: uh somebody wants to know jamie did you at least get a business card or a handshake from chuck that day i'm sure i shook his hand
2: i i I think i got the handshake but you know i walked away shoulder slumped you know (laughs) disappointment of not getting the business card
1: somebody said that suit for uh tyree wilson was fire it was fire uh rudy says this taking the eight under I'm going to assume eight and under, eight years on under. Yes, uh, yes, that's what it means. (laughs) girls softball team (laughs) to see the Tech girls softball today. Hope the weather will be gentle on us.
0: Yeah, that's
2: great. That's great. They'll they'll provide some atmosphere for the game too. I bet those Mm -hmm. eight and under girls will. That's fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. Eight oh nine this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, How much? How much now attention will you pay to the draft rounds two and three? Would be it? I mean, I'm kind of impressed that you you even were around very much. Were you much past Tyree last night? No. No.
0: Okay. No.
1: Once once Tyree was selected, you're like, okay, I saw what I needed yeah. to see. Okay.
0: This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at Double T ninety seven three dot